This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the FCS Football Podcast presented to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Sean Anderson, giving you the best analysis for FCS football out there from the voices of two former FCS football players. We had the NFL Combine this past weekend going from Thursday up until Sunday. There were a ton of FCS prospects, but more notably, a lot of really talented guys that looked really, really good in a number of these drills. On today's show, we're going to go through every single one of the guys that were invited to the Combine, briefly discuss their performances, and let you know who did well and who maybe struggled a little bit in various things. So going right on into it, our first guy who had one of the most surprising numbers, I think out of anyone on here, but it certainly makes sense, and that is Montana linebacker Dante Olson. He had a slower 40 time, ran a 4.88, had 15 bench reps. But the big thing here was his 42 inch vertical, which was the best out of any linebacker. Uh, in addition to some of his other really big times, he had a 7.03 cone, which is super fast, and then a 4.32 short shuttle. Sean, it, Olsen might not have ran a really fast 40, but you can really see that explosiveness from him in, in his vertical and also his agility in these uh, various agility drills. He went big time Billy Hoyle on Indianapolis this I weekend. knew that was coming. I'm surprised you actually knew who Billy Hoyle is. I know who. Well, because the, the broadcast team made the joke. Did they uh, really? Yeah, because, you know, any white oh, guy those... jumps over 40 inches and everyone loses their mind. It's I think if anybody, <laughs> if anybody jumps over 40 inches in the air off a vertical, you have the you have full right to lose your mind, regardless yeah. of it. <laughs> and we had a, a bunch of FCS guys do that, actually, this uh, week. We had more than awesome. one guy over 40, yeah. Yeah, first in, the, first in the vert, ninth in the broad jump, fifth in the three cone, and an 11th for the short shuttle, the 20-yard shuttle. It's a really good day. If you mark as a top um, performer in the combine in more, uh, what is this, more than half of the drills that you competed in, two-thirds of the drills, you're coming out there in, a, in green. You're not coming out in red or gray. You're in the green, uh, which is, I'm really happy for, for Olsen to come out there with the positive marks, at least in my book. The only thing that's just a hair disappointing for me, which I already said, was the 48840. As a linebacker, you want in that 4-6 range is the sweet spot. He's on that lower threshold of what's pretty much considered to be slow for a linebacker. But he did make up for it. He did really make up for it with these explosive numbers in his jumps and his agility. And agility means so much for linebackers because you need to cut. You need to redirect. You need to be able to read what's in front of you. He looked pretty good in the positional drills too. Our next guy... Charlie Tomopeo from Portland State, who is right now a bit of a tweener between tight end and fullback because of his height. 
he ran a 47540, which was 10th best, 18 bench reps, pretty good vertical jump, 36.5, and then his agility really shined, 7.0, three cone, and then a 427 short shuttle. A lot of good numbers from Tomo Apeo. Despite not really being super tall, he proved to everyone he is arguably one of the most athletic tight ends in this year's class. Yeah, he marked as a, a, a top performer in four out of his six also. Seventh in bench, like you said. Second best for his uh, vert within the tight end group. Fourth best in the broad jump and then tied for second best in that 20-yard uh, shuttle. And I think that these FCS guys, they know that they're not particularly going to be the biggest or the strongest, Well, with the exception of Alex Taylor being the biggest. So they have to <laughs> work on all the other facets of the combine a little bit more that's why we're seeing a lot more markings in the in the 20 yard shuttle or the the three cone or the sometimes even the broad jump here just because they you know the the colleges if you're not the fastest kid in high school or the strongest kid in high school then it's probably not going to reflect in your combine score as a top marker but that doesn't mean that you can't train to be a better football player and excel in the combine in these drills you picked probably the worst year to say that you're not the biggest <laughs> uh, for the combine because the FCS did have the biggest guy in Indianapolis. But, Sean, I don't know about you, just looking at these numbers and then specifically his size because he's at 6'2", I'm thinking that he's going to end up moving to H-back. You see a team like the 49ers use Kyle Juszczyk to so much success because he's incredibly athletic for a fullback. He is a receiving option for them. Uh, they do hand him the ball. He's just a weapon for their offense. I wouldn't even label him as a fullback. I think that a transition to H-back, fullback, really might be uh, best for Tomo Payo. Yeah, it'll probably be just a, a plug-and-play type offensive player where you can line him up where you want to. That's that's what he's provided here with his combine numbers, and his play style is the flexibility within an offense. Up next, URI wide receiver Isaiah Coulter. So we got to make a not an announcement, but uh, you know we got to we just need to address comments we made last show. So he ran a four four five forty, which was tied for tenth best, which is an incredibly fast forty time. We have to address the fact that we were saying he was going to run a four three or maybe a sub four three. That was a bit reckless, <laughs> considering he didn't touch. Uh, he didn't touch four three. Uh, to be fair, we were going off of hand time measurements that we were seeing during lift. So I mean, do we really need to take too much slack for that? If they were there, <laughs> then they would know. Yeah. But right now, all you could say is that we were being a, a wee bit reckless. But <laughs> <laughs> but I did see a, a tweet that said, wow, Henry Ruggs just uh, just matched a whole bunch of uh, times of, of these high school prospects that, that keep oh, yeah. on getting, getting brought up. So it, obviously in high school, you know, coaches might fudge the numbers a little bit to help their guys get to college. It taught This taught me how genuinely hard it was. It is to run a four three forty. This combine really highlighted it because Isaiah Coulter, like I said, the fastest human being that I've seen run straight ahead. So you just can't imagine somebody running faster and saying, "Wow, that's only a four four five. It blew my mind. But you know, the rest of the measurements: thirty six inch vert, uh, ten foot broad jump, seven two eight short shuttle. Are that's a 
three cone, Joe. Three cone, rather. My yeah, fault. Yeah. 4.62. Uh, I don't like short shuttle. I like 20-yard shuttle. If 5.10.5. Yeah, 5, Same 10, difference. 5. Yeah, the, these numbers are pretty good. The three cone isn't spectacular. You got to like the 36-inch vertical. But I, we do have to address here that that 4.62 short shuttle really is not a great number for a receiver. You know, I, we're going to continue to support Isaiah because he was our teammate, but I, I'm sure that's going to cause a lot of concern from scouts and talent evaluators because it is the one position that you need to be able to cut well. I don't have DK Metcalf's numbers off the top of my head, but if you recall last year, everybody was knocking him because he had a slow agility number for the three cone and the five ten five. And that was enough to push him into the second round. So I think that one number alone might really be enough to negatively impact him. Yeah, but we've seen Isaiah improve dramatically in all three years in college. We were there for every year that he was there, and every year it was another level up. So next year it could be – I, w- I wouldn't put it past him to get even better, which is what you're supposed to do. So I wouldn't knock him there. Just We know what he is. He's a burner. Yeah, he's a burner, and for reference, DK Metcalf ran a 4.5 20-yard shuttle and a 3.783 cone. So uh, he was a little bit behind there on him. I, again, I'm not super worried about it. You got to know what you're getting from Coulter, and, and Daniel Jeremiah pointed it out. He is a burner, and he can beat you deep, and he just well, needs to work Sean on a couple Anderson things. pointed it out. Well, okay. Thanks, Sean Anderson. I didn't know that you were on the NFL Network broadcast sitting next to Rich well, Eisen. maybe if you got up your ass, I would be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did um, I say up your ass or off your ass? Uh, I think he said up. <laughs> I, I meant off. Pardon okay. me. <laughs> All right. I, I hate you. Is uh, <laughs> URI wide receiver Aaron Parker, the cousin of Isaiah Coulter, had a decent day. Some concerning numbers. Like, same thing with Isaiah. Looked good in one thing, but then a little uh, in others. Four, uh, four, five, seven, 40 time, which is a pretty good number for him. About what I think a lot of people were expecting because yeah. AP is not – you know, freakishly fast, but fast enough. He's a taller receiver, longer arms, type of guy that'll moss you, has good hands. 12 bench reps, which is pretty good. Um, the 26.5 inch vertical, which is reportedly one of the worst vertical jumps in uh, a long time. I, I don't have, I remember seeing a tweet somebody pointed out, and I sent it to Sean, basically pointing out that that is one of the lower vertical jumps. Uh, in a very long time for a receiver. It was lower than his teammate Kyle Murphy's, who had 28 inches, which is a bit odd. And, and honestly, I was talking with former teammates. I was talking to you about this, Sean. That number just makes no sense to me because we've seen Aaron Parker dunk a basketball at 6'2". It just, I don't know how that how that number came out because we, we would have assumed that he would have had pretty good hops. I've seen him jump higher than 26.5 you don't know fear until you're playing pickup ball and you see aaron parker uh coming down on a fast break and you're <laughs> you're you're sitting back on on the defensive side because you didn't want to go play offense and you're sitting one-on-one with him and you're saying oh my god he's about to jump over me and and just put me on a poster and everyone's gonna film it no i don't want to see that and if you look at his film you look at all this i'm not trying to jump on a grenade i just don't it just had to be something technical. I'm not buying a 26.5. I'm just not. And I would say that if Jeremy Chin only jumped 26 and a half inches, I'd say it. If any of the the other skill players only jumped 26 and a half, it's just too big of an outlier for me to buy in as. Just because we've seen him countlessly win vertical ball 
jump balls in practice games anywhere. I mean, he is a jumper. He can jump a lot higher than 26 and a half. So I'm not looking too deep into it. Maybe he got the Jimmy legs. Maybe he just uh, his, his form was a little off. Don't know. But you I'm do not have buying to give it. him. Yeah, you do have to give him credit though. He did really make up for it with the second best three cone, a six nine four, which is very very fast. Yeah. In a four two three, all that makes sense uh, on the short shuttle. All that makes sense because he is a technician when it comes to his cuts, his route running. Easily one of the most crisp route runners I've seen at the FCS level. Um, Obviously, we've seen him every single day of practice, so a little bit more exposure to to seeing his routes. During the positional drills, too, really liked his hands. Very, very clean on all those cuts and all those routes. It, he made himself known if only he had jumped at least 30 inches. Yeah, I, the first drop in the gauntlet, actually, that, that was the only other thing that I saw from Parker that that stuck out you know when he first gets into space and i thought he ran cleanly i thought during the straight up drills him and isaiah both uh performed really well just catching the ball tracking it isaiah had a great fade route jump uh and then you know they just ran well they kept up they didn't look out of place which i think is what they were set out to do that's something as an fcs player the last thing you want to do is look out of place with the fbs guys and they didn't which you know that's good. I don't think any of these guys on this list looked out of place by any means. Last URI guy and another teammate of ours, Kyle Murphy, ran a 5-3-40. 19 bench reps, which is pretty good for him. He was looking to hit that number 28-inch vertical. Not bad for an interior offensive lineman. 8-foot, eight 8-inch eight broad. And a 7-8-1 three-cone, which was the 8th best for an offensive lineman. And then his 4-6-8 short shuttle was the 7th best. Those agility numbers really shine to me, and we know that from Murph because he's very light-footed. He has that basketball background. He moves very quickly on his feet. And then if you're just talking about his positional performances, you're talking about earlier saying, uh, you know, you want to make it seem like you belong out there. Well, Murph did more than that. He looked very, very clean, technical, good footwork, really no issues with, with the stuff that he did. I had no issues with it either. I think that he actually got a, uh, I think he got cast in a bad deck because this offensive line group this yeah. year at the combine is uber athletic. You just, <laughs> it's such a hard thing uh, to go into where Kyle Murphy is one of the most athletic uh, people that we've met or, or seen. And then he has to go up against these other freaks of nature playing the offensive line position that are moving just as well as he is where we thought that the, um, that his quickness and his foot speed and all of that was really good, uh, and that was going to set him apart. Well, these guys, everybody, all the offensive linemen were just phenomenal at it. One thing I really liked about Murphy was in the set punch drill, he didn't lunge to try to knock the bag holder on his back. He stayed where he, he had really good body position. Some of the other uh, FB, FBS guys were, were trying really hard to knock him down. They were lunging. They were getting their head over their hip it, it, or their shoulders over their, their knees. It just... He looked very clean, looked very sound, looked calm and in control, which is what you want to do as an offensive lineman in these in these drills. Yeah, staying with good balance and composure is very important for those drills. Next player who we had some qualms with just from his measurements because of his very below average hand size is okay. quarterback Kevin. He came in with very tiny hands for a I'm quarterback. I'm not saying he didn't, but maybe, to, maybe don't say had, tiny or use the tone very below average 
Uh, okay, but the whole point of the scouting combine is to talk about thresholds and percentiles of various prospects. I just didn't like and your tone. Scouts, all right, fine. It seems I will like cha- you, you, I will change you think my that you tone. Have hands than him, that you would I'm not like getting into this with you. He ran uh, a five o forty, had yeah. a twenty eight inch vertical, broad of one hundred nine inches, and then a four three seven short shuttle, which was the best out of any quarterback. That really helps him out here because. He's not a burner. He's not super fast like uh, Cole McDonald from Hawaii, who ran a, a four five nine or something crazy like that. <laughs> which you don't, yeah, you don't need to be that fast for a quarterback, <laughs> let alone from Hawaii and running that fast. I I do I, like those numbers from him. Uh, he looked okay during the throwing drills. I think he was a little bit off. You, you do have to give him props and being smart, in the sense that the guys that are on the the lower end of uh, draft stock for quarterbacks are smart about offering up to stay the whole week so scouts get to see them the whole time. He was willing to do that. That really helps his case. They get to see his face more and more often. He looked good on the rest of that stuff, but in, in some of the forced situations that were specific to quarterbacks, he was airmailing a couple of them a little bit off um, on his timing on his throws too. I wouldn't say that he was the best quarterback out there. There were some dudes that could sling it. There were some guys that were putting it right on the money. I think that Davidson... He proved the case for himself, though, throwing the ball. I think that he showed that he could sling it with these with these other guys. He doesn't have the the absolute cannon like uh, is it Eason that that was just yeah Jacob has, Eason and Jordan Love have the two biggest arms in the class. Yeah, Eason was throwing it sixty effortlessly, but it's not like Kevin Davidson was struggling to throw a sixty. It, it wasn't a situation where he was Jake Fromm and he's been knocked for his arm strength, so he's going to airmail it. Uh, to overcompensate with those rumors, Kevin Davison just overthrew a couple receivers, which I don't think is as noteworthy nor bad. So I, I thought he was accurate. I thought he looked good. He kept composed even after he missed. It was it was a good showing for Davidson, in my opinion. He looked better than Jake Fromm, and Jake Fromm's supposed to be this first-round prospect who's might end up finding himself in the second round after an abysmal throwing performance from him. Next guy up is the one that we hinted at, the largest man in Indianapolis, Mr. Alex Taylor from South Carolina State, the senior bowl participant. We got to talk well, about lar- this for what? The largest wingspan, the guy from Louisville was yeah. a, a hair taller and had and No, he wasn't t- Makai Makai Becton is not taller, but he was heavier than him. I tell you they were Okay, fine. Fine. I'm going to pull up that no, size. I think, no, no, I think Mac- you're right. You're right. You're right. Makai Becton was listed at 6'7", but he was significantly okay. heavier. Yeah, Alex Taylor, though, looks like a tight end while he was running. I don't know if you saw his 40, but he, he looks, looks like a freak. He looks like a tight end because he's so lean at 6'8 and 3'8", almost 6'9", super long arms and all that great stuff. That 50940 is a great number for his size. Super long legs really helps him out. 25-inch vertical, 116-inch broad which was the second best out of any offensive lineman a lot of explosiveness for the big guy 21 bench reps which that doesn't sound like a lot but when you're that tall with that long of arms that's pretty impressive that you can move that much weight that quickly I mean coming from you Sean that you you're taller with longer arms you can attest to the fact that it's not easy to bench compared to some of these shorter guys it's definitely not even if you I mean my form was terrible coming in. I used all tricep. I kept it close to try to compensate for my arms, and it just did nothing. Um, so Taylor, 
I think that that 21 reps is it's not going to stand out to anybody like he's a, a huge uh, mauler, but everyone's couldn't stop um, adoring his 88 inch wingspan. They couldn't uh, stop fawning over how broad he is as a tackle, and it's you just can't get around that much, that much frame. Which is still, that's the biggest number for Taylor. He's second best broad jump, fine. A really great 40 time, fine. But his frame came in in that he looked that he had a good body composition also. He didn't look like he was sloppy or, or anything. I think they said he had 18% body fat, which is almost on Tyron Smith levels. He reminded me of Tyron Smith. That's a really good comparison to have with your frame. Yeah, you and I were texting about him during the lineman drills. And if you look at him, it's pretty clear that he could add some more weight if a team wants him to get a little bit heavier he does not look like like you said he doesn't look sloppy he doesn't look like a big fat 300 pounds he looks <laughs> stupidly lean he looks really really lean for a guy that size what are you smirking at just the way that you phrase stupidly fat <laughs> yeah that's what i call you yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but we were watching him during the drills and he does still seem a little bit raw it looks like he is to an extent, kind of trying to figure figure things out because oh. he's a little bit less experienced. I thought he looked smooth, Joe. I thought he looked, he looked good. He looked smooth, but compared to some of these other guys, he wasn't one of the cleanest. But for for his size, for his experience level, I think that he looked really he looked pretty good. Someone's and gonna to, clean him up, and they're gonna have a stand. yeah. That, exactly. That's what we were talking about. Is that someone is gonna draft him late, add a little bit more muscle mass to him, and he's gonna be a, a, a dominant tackle. Uh, in the league for hopefully multiple years. Right after him is Southern Illinois' Jeremy Chin, who performed on Sunday. He had a very surprising day and really clarified what his role is going to be at the next level. Six foot three, 220 pounds. His 40 was a 4.45. That was one of the fastest times for a safety, and he's, I think, was the biggest safety there. Not the heaviest, but in terms of overall composition, was was likely the biggest guy in Indianapolis. We also have to talk about the fact that he had a 41-inch vertical, which was the second best behind Kyle Duggar, and then a 138-inch broad jump, which was the best out of any safety. 20 reps on the bench, too, is super good. He is just such a rare prospect for his size and then his athletic traits. He is going to be a complete weapon for whatever team is willing to draft him early. He's a completely different FCS safety combine prospect, prospect than like Nasir Adderley, who were recovering this time last year. This dude's a freak, and it makes no sense how nobody discovered him up until these last couple years. I mean, this these are numbers that are exceptional for a football player on any level. I it, it couldn't you couldn't be more impressed or happy to see Jeremy Chin perform as well as he did. Uh, who was the one? Uh, scrap that. I was going to make a reference. Uh, it wouldn't work out. Really happy for okay. Jeremy Chin. Okay. Um, yeah, Chin, though, it's just it's crazy to see him have that athletic makeup for his size. It makes sense that he's related to Steve Atwater, him being able to move that well, that big. I'm going to be curious to see what he actually plays at the next level because a team might say, hey, we want to bump you into linebacker or move him around at, at various safety positions because he's so unique. Everyone's freaking out over Isaiah Simmons running the 4-3-9. I'm also very excited about that 4-4-5 from Jeremy Chin, who is just a little bit smaller than Isaiah Simmons. Running back, 
James Robinson from Illinois had a pretty good day as well. Five foot nine, two nineteen. He ran a four six four, which I tweeted this that I wasn't really disappointed with that number. He's not a burner. He's got really quick feet. He's very agile. He can shake anyone on the field. And we saw that with his three cone and his short shuttle. He had a seven oh three three cone and a four one nine short shuttle those are really good numbers for him and then the 40 inch vertical at his size explosive dude 24 bench reps compact explosive strong he's going to be a nice receiving offensive weapon for an offense that's looking for uh, additional explosiveness for their offense yeah i like that i didn't see him make any drops that made me happy i saw jj taylor drop the ball like three or four times i think it was like three who was F- fbs guy James Robinson looked clean in all the drills. He didn't stumble over bags. He looked smooth. He looked fluid. And he just did what he had to do. A 40-inch vert for a 5'9 guy that weighs 220 pounds, that's really good. Second best vert, you're noticing that. You're noticing his great 4.19 20-yard shuttle. He put on a performance. I mean, he's clocking in a green here. He's got uh, four out of the six, two-thirds of his combine uh, drills or measurements, green. It doesn't get better than that. Or no, 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 five out of the six. Yeah, James Robinson put on a show. Yeah, and I, honestly, again, I'm, it's same situation as we were talking about Dante Olsen. It's not great that he runs the four six four, but you don't really need a four six four to be an elite running back in this league. If you have the good short area quickness and the acceleration, that is what is much more promising to see in a prospect. He's been in that day three range. I think putting up these good numbers and looking good in the drills, that really helps your case. He has that physical makeup of an Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara ran around a a 4.6, if I'm correct. I think he was a little bit faster than that. But he's very quick in short areas, and that's how he beats people. He's got great hands, and James Robinson is going is to help some team that is and is going to be so unexpected that people don't even know who he is, and then he's going to make a huge splash for whatever program he ends up going to. I think the big moneymaker from the week out of anyone was Derek Tuska because nobody was talking about this guy coming in, but then after his performance – he really earned himself a right as one of the best defensive ends uh, at the Combine. Or not one of the best at the Combine, but rather one of the best performers at the Combine. He ran a 4 7 which was the seventh best. 24 bench reps, had a 33.5-inch vertical, broad of 129 inches. But the most notable thing and how crazy athletic he is, is his agility. He had a 6 8 7 three cone which was the best by a significant margin and then for his 5105 ran a 434 which was tied for third best i'm seeing his size and weight being around 250 pounds he's probably going to get converted to outside linebacker a stand-up rusher because of his build but i don't think anyone expected him to be this athletic they get invited for a reason joe and yeah. these scouts i mean they i uh, I said it on Twitter. These guys don't miss on guys that they bring to the combine. I mean, there might be some underperformers over the years, but if you're going, there's a reason that you're going. And Derek Tuska just proved everybody that was wondering why that their defensive end didn't go, uh, didn't go because he was the FCS guy that that made it and made an impact and showed how good of a freak athlete that he was. I'm really, really happy for him. 
you know, crazy times for him. And some people were even saying this guy was going to go undrafted after a performance like that. And honestly, being very efficient in the various defensive line drills in his club. You saw a lot of guys overly swinging and trying to smack the hell out of the bag. I, I saw short explosiveness being able to generate patter, power from um, a, a very closed windup that didn't require wasted motion. That kind of stuff is very important for a defensive end. Uh, our second to last player is someone who <laughs> athletically tested disturbingly well for his position. That is Bucknell punter Alex Peachin. The six-foot punter had a 4.6940, which was the best out of any punter and also faster than a lot of prospects that should have ran faster times. He had a, a, a 13 bench reps, which is pretty good, 34-inch vertical, which is a lot of explosiveness in his leg, and then the second-best broad jump out of any punter. I, I didn't really know that he was this athletic. You watch a punter, you don't really get to see much other than him punting the ball unless he makes a tackle, but... Uh, he was on display here on why he should probably be the first punter off the board. It just depends on how we booted it, if we're being honest, right? Uh, yes, it does. And it, it's it's very difficult to be in that setting and to be under the microscope. He, I didn't get to see how he booted it, but knowing Alex Peachin, he was probably hammering those things. I don't think that there was... Any concern that he couldn't boom it. That but I when think you that's, see, all, that's all that matters. Yeah, when you see a good broad and a good vertical, that just shows that he's got a big leg. That's 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 really huge for him. He, Last, he, those, yeah, those numbers didn't hurt him. By any no, d- definitely not. Last player, Dayton tight end Adam Troutman, who was ironically, I think, the, one of the first guys to go on our list. We ended up finishing up with him at six foot five, two fifty five. He had a pretty average forty four eight. Was thirteenth best. 18 bench reps, 7th best. A vertical of 34.5. His broad was 114 inches. But we got to acknowledge this agility. It seems like all of these FCS guys came out here ready to prove how agile they are, how good their feet were. You had the best 3-cone, 6, 7, 8, and also the 2nd best 20-yard shuttle, 4, 2, 7 out of any tight end. Athletic dude, very good feet. Yeah. Troutman in the 3-cone was first, and then... Tamopeo was second, and then in the shuttle, they were both tied for second best. You just, you're just really happy to see that the FCS products are, are really taking these agility drills seriously, meaning that they're working really hard to hone in on these crafts to make up for whatever reason that they didn't go to their uh, Power 5 school. It was enlightening, I think, for a lot of people to see how good of a – that he lived up to all the hype that he was uh, – being built up to right joe yeah and i i think it's also worth noting if anyone recalls and watched the nfl combine they they had new drills this year and on the first day they broke out fred the sled the sled drill for the offensive lines and the tight end and they only had it for the tight ends and no one could freaking move the sleds i don't know why no one could figure it out everyone was lifting it up high not driving their feet they were rolling their hips too quickly it was the sloppiest drill out of anything and Scouts were so frustrated, they said, get the damn thing off the field. We're not even going to do it for the offensive lineman. Completely scrapped it because it was so bad. But Adam Trauman was the only guy that I noticed that was actually able to move the thing. He was the only one who actually got it to move back and fired out uh, like you're supposed to. That's awesome. I, you know, <laughs> you, you never get opportunities like that to, to really take the reins and say, hey, 
I'm the guy. I'm that dude. And that's what Troutman did. All right, that's all we have for you folks. Thank you for tuning in to this Combine special of the FCS Football Podcast. We've got more for the off-season coverage coming your way. Be sure to rate and subscribe wherever you are listening to us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, you name it. We are likely there. But if you still can't find us, go to Believe.com, spelled B-L-E-A-V.com. Also, follow me and Sean on Twitter, at Joe DeLeon and at sanderson radio even though we are not on the radio i don't know why is your handle is radio uh what else is there also follow believe podcasts uh, at bleav i was too busy crap on i know you. you're not on the radio <laughs> <laughs> what else is there <laughs> all right we're about to go to commercial but thanks to our sponsor uh, who was it uh, <laughs> also follow believe podcasts at b i should put that in my real <laughs> at bleav <laughs> <laughs> Just put it under great at transitioning. <laughs> oh, can I can I make a shout out? Yeah, go ahead, shout out. I'd like to thank the boys. I'd like to on this show Who? thank Nick Masseroni. Oh. And his ensemble for the beautiful <laughs> happy birthday that they played i it was a throwaway line i was just trying to you know bring a little fan reference into the show i did not have any belief that there's gonna be a follow-through shame on me for that you did it you followed through i appreciate it it gave me a huge smile while i was at work on saturday night it was or friday night Really appreciate it, boys. Really do. Thank you. Yeah, that actually took some serious organization to get a, multiple people to record that thing. I'm going to make that our, out, our, our outro music uh, just because. <laughs> I don't. I doubt anyone's listening this far, but. <laughs> and then, Masteroni, I'll have some instructions for you for. Oh, oh, okay. All right. I see how it is. Um, all right. Well, thanks for tuning in, and we'll have another draft profile coming your way on Thursday. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.